Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Make a fat 
Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution. There's times we have guests on that are game changers, fan faves, the best in the biz. Today's no exception. Today's guest is Pete Rose. He was on my sister show, Drinking Bros, last week when I was in Las Vegas. The interview was so fucking awesome that I wanted to play it on this one as well, just because me and Pete are like bros now, and uh, great guy. Fuck, man. We need more personalities out there in the world like this. We chatted about baseball. We chatted about life, and we also chatted about Joe DiMaggio's dick. But first, before we get into that interview, we've got some sponsors who pay for this whole shit to be on the air. First and foremost, talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Little BRSCC to start the morning off right. They've got a million blends over there. Uh, Brendan Schaub's got one. Big Brown. Uh, fuck, I think they're doing one with the UFC. They got, they're everywhere. Black Rifle Coffee is everywhere. It was the Vegas Golden Knights season opener Thursday night. They sponsored the Golden Knights. Look, I have them sponsor you in your household. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Sign up for their Coffee Club of the Month program. Subscription, shit just gets shipped to your house on the same date of every single month. And uh, you can get K-Cups or bags. It's about $4 cheaper than Costco. And it's some of the most delicious coffee on the planet. Made by veterans. Uh, big fan of those guys. And uh, you can use the promo code REVOLUTION for a one-time use of 20% off. Next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce is the premier energy drink in the biz, kids. Still got those same flavors rocking your dick holes. We got uh, a Ridge, Orange, Lemon, and Make America Grape again. They get a 10-pack, a 40-pack, and a 750-milliliter bottle that rests on your bar top or countertop. So you can just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and go. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch full of energy. You can rip it open, squeeze it, and everything. Everybody uh, in Vegas was actually just bringing it out to the bars with them and putting it in vodka sodas. Uh, I'm in. I'm, I'm in across the board on Strike Force. I have been since day one. I have a subscription of the month uh, to them as well. And uh, it's my pre-workout. I have it every day. Get it. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. That's good every time. And they ship everywhere in the entire world. Next up, we got straightrazors.com. I'm not even going to attempt to do you like it like the James, because let's face it, nobody beats the James. Nobody beats the James. Uh, go to straightrazors.com. Get yourself kits. I get some of the finest shaving products in the biz. Uh, they got straight razors. Look, if you're, if you're nervous about using a straight razor, they got safety razors as well. Looks like your normal razor. Uh, but the blades are stronger and they last fucking forever. It takes about a day and a half off your shaving. They got beard oils, mustache waxes, shampoos, conditioners. Anything you need to be a real man in this world, they got that shit over there at straightrazors.com. Use the promo code 20% off. Uh, use the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. And that's a big savings there. Big, big savings. Be a nice Christmas gift this year is what, what it would be. Uh, last but not least, talking about my books. When darkness falls, he doesn't catch it. And at night she cries while he rides his steed. Look, they're back-to-back masterpieces. Currently, When Darkness Falls, He Doesn't Catch It is the number one highest-ranked book on Audible. That is no lie. Uh, hired a team of actors. Jables is in it. 
playing some of your, your favorite racist Asian characters, uh, along with a bunch of other people. And uh, look, we got a couple Emmy winners, got an Oscar winner in it. The audiobook's on fire. If you love listening to our show, you'll love these books, uh, especially an audiobook, man. Uh, they're incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and you can get them on iTunes, Amazon, Audible, you name it, they're there. When darkness falls, he doesn't catch it, and at night she cries while he rides his steed. Without further ado, let's hop right into Pete Rose, shall we? Um, again, man, I was surprised that he remembered me from the first times. So we did an interview about a year previously. Dude not only remembered everything about my life, but uh, he was so amped to sit down and, and talk with me about baseball. We literally just jumped right in. Here it is. about the New York Yankees right now? I think yeah, I, I think if New York loses and they're eliminated from the playoffs after winning 100 game games, there's going to be a lot of controversy about that wild card playoff situation. You know, I used to tell people all the time and this is even more pressure. The only playoffs or the only pressure you have as an athlete in baseball is the playoffs. Because you're playing against people you played in front of all year. You're playing against guys you played against all year. And it's a three out of five situation. It's not like the World Series is four out of seven or the NC uh, National League Championship Series is four out of seven. So if you're in a three, three out of five playoff and you got to win a game the last day of the season to get there, you have to use your best pitcher who's only going to get to pitch one game in the playoffs. Yeah. And... There's no tomorrow. I mean, everybody is, uh, when I played, I'm talking when I played now, we didn't have any extra rounds of playoffs. So if you win the playoffs, you go to the World Series. If you lose the World uh, Playoffs, you go home. Right. So that's pressure right there. And, like, if you had to use your best pitcher tonight, okay, and you win, your best pitcher's only going to get to pitch one out of the next three out of five. Where... If, if you didn't have that situation, he could pitch game one and game five right. in a five-game series. So that's all creating pressure because you have to win. Tonight, you got to win. Last night, the Cubs had a win. Yep. They're, they're home now, watching everybody uh, on TV like we are. Yeah, and that hurts the ratings, I think, because th- a lot of people, me in particular, uh, Boston Cubs would have been the ultimate World Series to me. Well, I, I think Yankees-Cubs would have been... What the, what ah, the yeah. networks I, I, want. I won't mind that yeah. either. Yeah. What the networks yeah. want. Yeah, they don't want Colorado and Atlanta. Right. Okay, they might get them. They don't want Cleveland and Atlanta. Right. They don't want Cleveland and Colorado. <laughs> they might get those too because as you and I talk right now, uh, I think probably the last couple of weeks, Cleveland has played the best. Yeah. And they, if you analyze their starters against... Houston starters, those are really good starters those first three games. Oh, absolutely. And in, in, in my opinion, it all comes down to pitching in the yeah. postseason. Yeah. Um, I, well, I, I, don't, th- I don't want to see Houston in the World Series again. Well, they're an exciting team to watch, but they're, they're more exciting when Springer's doing real well and Correa's doing real well. They haven't did real well this year yet. And Altuve uh, got 160 hits. He usually gets 200. He had four years in a row. Right. And all of a sudden, he goes through a month injury. So that, that kind of hurts Houston, too. But, uh, you know, there's three teams went over 100 games. That's, that's another thing about the Yankees playing uh, a one-game playoff with 100 wins. If they win, they had the third-best record in baseball. 
they have to play a team that had the best record in baseball. Yeah. Yeah, how crazy so that's is a that? mountain to climb. <laughs> I know. That's two mountains in one week. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It is. And uh, but uh, baseball knows what they're doing. They'll get it straight eventually. But uh, playoff baseball is uh, is pressure. Is pressure. World Series baseball is not pressure. You know, playing in the Super Bowl is not pressure. Winning the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl is pressure. Right. That's what, that's what I believe. And uh, you know, I did it. Uh, so I played in six World Series and seven or eight playoffs. And uh, when you get to playoffs, you want to win to get to that next level. Because there's really, you want to win a World Series, but there's really no loser in a World Series. Yeah, but you still want that yeah, you ring. Want it. You want to win. You want to win it. But uh, it's just like when I played, uh, you know, we swept the Yankees in 76, four in a row. I liked it, the fact that we won, but I didn't like it because it wasn't good for the game. Right. You know, you'd rather have a seven-game series because it's it's your showcase. It's like having a Super Bowl and the, and the score is 54 to nothing. Everybody turns it off in the fourth quarter. Yeah, unless it's unless your you, favorite team. Unless, yeah. well, unless, yeah. you, unless you got the over and it's 55. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way you keep watching it. Yeah, exactly. It's the same way in all sports. You want competition. You want the games to be good. Because that's where all the all the followers of your sport are watching the NBA championship, watching the Stanley Cup, watching the Super Bowl, watching the World Series. And you don't want to sweep. You want a seven-game series exciting. Why do you think the 75 World Series was so exciting? All the games were one-run games. Even in 72 when I played Oakland, uh, it was a seven-game series. Six of them were one-run games. The only non-one-run game was we beat Blue, Blue Moon Odom on a Saturday before game seven, six to one. So that's what people want for a playoff is exciting games. Right. Yeah, and, and I'm one of those people who, mm-hmm. if my dog is out of the fight, I'm, mm-hmm. look, I'm an Atlanta Braves fan, mm-hmm. diehard through and through. you got a good I, shot. I know. Uh, I, I still think we're a little too young. So I, I would say next year, because that Acuna kid's one of the one of the best rookies I've ever seen. Oh, I, I don't. I, I disagree with that. I, uh, Atlanta's had a wonderful year, and they they won the division easily. I don't think they're thinking about next year. I, hey, they're old enough to be in the big leagues. I don't worry about yeah, that. Yeah, well, let me ask you about that. With young kids like that, Freddie Fre- Freddie is Freeman. It, well, not, I mean, Freddie Freddie Freeman's he's a leader. Our, he, yeah, he's our only veteran on that team, essentially. But with with a team of all younger guys like that, is the pressure more amplified? Nah, I don't think guys? I don't think young players even understand pressure. Really, I don't think so. Why is that? I don't, they haven't experienced it. You got to experience it before you can have it. Yeah, I, and, and I just think they're out there and they're just having fun. They're playing together. They believe in their manager. No one ex- expects them to be there. Those are the teams you got to look out for. Yeah, you, you can have a bunch of veterans. Uh, and and people expect you to win. That creates more pressure than a bunch of rookies uh, because they're going to be facing the same kind of pitching they faced all summer. Yeah. You know, a pitcher don't get bigger because he's in the playoffs. He don't throw harder because he's in the playoffs. I expect Atlanta to, uh, to play good in the playoffs. I, I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, if they went to the World Series. I mean, you know, Colorado and Milwaukee. Milwaukee is really on fire, too. Yeah, and they got some veteran players, and they got a pretty good bullpen. That's why they over overcome the Cubs, who had a four and a half game lead three and a half four weeks ago. Yeah, they made yeah. some great trades yes. towards the deadline, yes. and Yelich yes. is playing well. Uh, uh, Yelich is MVP. Oh yeah, I mean he he come within one RBI and one home run in the triple crown. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, if he did a home run his last time up with two men on, he'd have won the triple crown. Yeah. And you look at Miami's team because they, you know, they abandoned Schiff and traded him. Imagine if they still had Stanton 
and yellow. I mean, they they might D. go Gordon. to playoffs. They got rid of D. Gordon. Yeah. Imagine, get, imagine them. They, they got rid of the, the other guy in the office, Saint Sano or something. Hit yeah. 30, hit thirty six uh, for him last year. Ozuna. Yeah. Ozuna. Yeah. Played yeah. for uh, Minnesota. Yeah. That's four pretty good players right there. Crazy. Derek Jeter could have looked like a genius by keeping those guys. Well, I, I don't know what they're trying to do down there. What, what are you, what are you telling your fans? When you take over, and first of all, they say they're 400 million in debt, so they got out of that debt when they traded Stanton, right? Because they still owed him 300 million. Yeah, yeah. So, but what is that telling your fans when you trade all your good players away from the team? Because I I think most fans today, I'm one, uh, and 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 I know I'm a Reds fan because I was born in Cincinnati and I root for the Reds. Okay, the Reds just completed their third straight year with identical record. How is that possible? How is that possible when you're rebuilding and you lose the same amount of games this year, last year, and the year before? You're not rebuilding. You're losing. Yeah. You're losing. you got to get better if you're rebuilding. I don't think fans that support these teams ever want to hear the words, we're rebuilding. Ever. Because if you, if you look at teams, if you make the right trades in the right areas, you give out the big money in the right areas. Four years ago, Houston was one of the worst teams in baseball. They won the World Series last year, and they had one of the best records in baseball this year. Yep. In their year four, they won. They had a good year. So that whoever put that team together, put together the team that got them to the promised land. They didn't rebuild over a, a long period of time. I can't foresee the Reds winning next year. No, I, I can't, can't either. foresee the Reds winning two years from now. And it's interesting. So how long are we supposed to wait as fans? Yeah, exactly. And it's interesting with them, like because they had some good pieces. Like Billy Hamilton I, is one of the most exciting players to watch to me. Yeah, but he can't hit. <laughs> I know. I mean, he hits if he can just get off. He hits once he gets on. He's a great <laughs> outfielder. You know, it, and he he screws up your whole lineup because you put him in the leadoff spot and he's getting on base at 28, 29 percent. That screws up Scooter Jeanette and Joey Votto who's trying to knock in runs. But when he is on, he's the most electric is, guy to watch. I, and I, he I stole 35 bases this year, but you can't steal first. No. You cannot steal first. I mean, there, there's a lot of really good athletes in baseball today, but you have to fit into your batting order. I mean, two years ago, Brian Price was manager of the Reds, and he got into that... <clears throat> That ridiculous thing of hitting a pitcher eighth to accommodate yeah. Billy Hamilton. Yeah, you don't change your lineup around for one guy because he can run. You know, I, I told the hitting coaches at Cincinnati and everybody involved with Cincinnati. I talked to Joe Morgan about this all the time. Get Billy Hamilton in the cage, and every time he hits the top of the cage during batting practice, find him. Because any time he hits the top of the cage, it's an out. Right. Unless you're working on a sacrifice fly. And you don't go in the cage to work on a sacrifice fly. <laughs> he wants to hit the side of the cage or the cage beyond where they're throwing batting practice from. Those are line drives. He's got to be a line drive type hitter. Billy Hamilton has to moder- He has to compare himself to D. Gordon. Because D. Gordon is close to a 300 hitter. D. Gordon's always been a great hitter, yeah. Years, yeah. A couple years ago. So D. has the right philosophy of hitting and use, utilizes the speed that he has. Billy don't. Right. And Billy can steal bases as good as anybody. He can <coughs> play center field as good as anybody. But still, when you got the glove on your hand, you don't help your team offensively. No, look, I, I agree. It's just when he is on, God damn it, he is he's he can exciting. Run. He yeah. can run. Fastest runner in the league. Yeah, he's exciting to watch. So who, who do you have this year winning it all in the World Series? Um, well, that's, that's tough right now because we're, we haven't even started the first rounds yet. But uh, 
I think it's, I think there's two teams that are playing really well right now, and they probably won't get anywhere because I'm picking them. I like <laughs> Cleveland right now. Cleveland's pitching good. They're playing good. They got good up the middle. Uh, they got good MVP candidates. Uh, Boston's had the best year all year. Yeah. They've had the best team all year. I don't know if Boston's going to be able to turn it on like uh, like I think they think they can. And the other team that's got a really good bullpen that's uh, believing in themselves is Milwaukee. And, uh, you know, it's too early to pick pick different teams. But I just think right now, uh, I'll pick Cleveland. I'll pick, okay. I'll pick Cleveland uh, against Atlanta. That's who I'm picking. Wow. And who, who wins that? Probably Cleveland. Okay. Probably Cleveland because they've been flirting around it the last several years, and they should have beat the, the Cubs a couple years ago. Yeah, when they were up 3-1. Yeah, yeah, they were up three games and one and going home, you know, for game six and seven. You gotta you gotta tighten up your belt and win that win that series, right? Oh there. yeah, I don't know how you overcome that. We'll find out how they do it this year. But uh, if it, if it's Cleveland and well, Atlanta, that takes it back to the '90s again. Yep. Yeah, well, Cleveland was never pressed this year. Because nope. the, the team that came in second, I think, it was Minnesota. Yeah, they, they just were... fired their manager yesterday. Oh yeah, he's gone. So, uh, but Cleveland, I think, uh, has got good offensive players. If if Andre Miller's doing good, the middle relief is doing good. Cleveland's going to be tough. Yeah, because they'll score some runs with Lindor and Ramirez and those guys. Kipnis is doing good. That city also ha- seems to have a little bit of electricity going with Baker Mayfield and yeah, those guys, and yeah. it, it feels well, it almost that, feels like Cleveland's thing. time. Baker May- uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, what are they? Th- uh, one and three. They should be well, one, three two, and, and one. one. Yeah, one, two, and yeah, one. They, they lost in overtime to the Raiders. Yeah. They're missing a, a field goal. Yep. And then they lost last week on which was horrible. They were yeah. up by yeah. two touchdowns. Yeah, with, yeah. But uh, you know, a lot of people. Uh, I don't know him, but a lot of people think that coach. Plays to lose, Hugh Jackson. Yeah, I think he's terrible. I think him and the, the rest of that staff should be out the, the door. They they say there's some coaches that play to win and some coaches play to lose. Yeah, and Hugh Jackson's one of those guys. That, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not here to criticize any coaches because it's uh, in the players' court. But uh, when you got some some wins, you should win. You got to win them in the NFL. You got to win them. Yeah, and I watch him on Hard Knocks. And when I watched him on Hard Knocks, he just—he seemed like a players' guy. Like he was too buddy buddy oh, yeah, with the, the players. Players love him, and, and not an yeah, asshole. Yeah, like yeah. you need to be an asshole like Belichick to win. Yeah, in you, the NFL. You, you need I, to be I think. an asshole, but get respect. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And uh, the Belichick is, is has a way of doing that. You know, um, Sparky wasn't an asshole, but we got his respect. Sparky Anderson, right? About of course, big red machine. Yeah, yeah, the, one know, of the greatest. But but you 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 just can't emphasize this enough that. I'll ask you, and uh, I just asked a lady from New York, and she got the answer. You know what makes a good manager in baseball? Brains. One thing makes a good manager. Oh, cock. Okay. <laughs> Seriously, one thing makes a good manager. Decision making. Good players. Y- you think so? That's all. What else? I've seen. You some, don't, you I've ever, seen some talented uh, teams uh, lose, me, though. Tell, tell me, tell me a good coach in football, basketball, or a good manager in baseball that won with shitty players. Don't think about it, because you're not going to come up. With that. <laughs> I can think though of, of of great coaches with great players who have lost. Sure. If you, if you take the, those Braves teams in the '90s, sure. Glavin, Schmoltz, Maddox, yeah. they should. They, they only won one. They should have won way more than but that. But they went into more. What was just, that? Just, just, they went to more though. They did, yeah. Just because you don't win the World Series every year, the Super Bowl every year, but you, if you don't have good players, you don't you don't get to the end of the war. 
You just don't do it. If you don't have a good army, you're going to lose the war. Sure. Okay. If you don't have good players, you're not you're not going to win games. And I never second guess a manager. I'll tell you why. And I learned this a long time ago. If you're managing Atlanta Braves and you make a move, I'm not going to criticize your move because you know more about that team than anybody alive. And you did that for a reason. And who am I to second guess your reason? Right. Right. And that, that's that's the way you got to look at that. Like they were talking last night is. Well, why did Blackman end up on the bench with a double switch? Why did Rizzo end up on the bench because of double switch? Yeah. Well, Madden had a reason why he did that, and Black had a reason why he did that. And they had reasons because they're on top of it in the dugout, and they know their personnel more than you and I do. It's easy to second guess. You call a play, but you, you called a play because you got it from a coach upstairs, and it was the wrong play, obviously. You and I know that as spectators. But... You know, when I when I managed the Reds in 85, 6, 7, 8, 9, I don't think I ever put the wrong pinch hitter up there. I don't think I ever put the wrong pitcher, brought the wrong pitcher uh, in uh, to face a hitter. It didn't always work out because the athletes didn't do their job. Right. But as far as bringing this guy in to face this guy, I did it for a reason, and the reason was the best reason I could come up with, but it didn't work out. And that's what happens in sports. It don't always work out. No, but but you brought up an interesting point with Rizzo. Let's say you're the manager of that team, and that is your superstar player. Do you even risk it by taking him out the other night? Well, if they don't take him out, they lose one to nothing. Because they put the runner in who stole the base and scored on the base hit. Right. But then you don't have him the rest of the game. Yeah, but if you don't don't pinch run for him, they don't steal the base, the game's over, it's one to nothing. Ah, It's true. I mean, look, something else could have happened. Well, it could have, but but it didn't. No, you're right. It's just, it's just like, it's just like, why do you, why do you take uh, uh, the, the left-hand pitcher out last night? If you're Joe Madden, he's down one nut yeah, in the sixth know. inning because they, they had another, they had another seven innings when they didn't score. Yeah, I, what did it go? Fourteen last night. Thirteen. Thirteen. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, who's right? Who's wrong? Yeah. Dude, that, that's why we all, we're all Monday morning quarterbacks. <laughs> we are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Who ah. do you pick? Oh, for, oh, in, for the World Series. Yeah. Uh, I'm going. I'm. I'm still going to go with Boston. I'm going to ride the hot hand with uh, those. I mean, look, they've had the best team all year, and and I think it all comes down to starting without pitching sale? again. Without sale, uh, yeah, I, I still think it's them, and I I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Dodgers. I'm gonna say the Dodgers go back. I'm gonna say well, that's a good that's Boston a good, versus uh, good Dodgers, right and there. I'm gonna say the Dodgers win it this year. Let me ask this question, okay? Why is the Dodgers pitching Kershaw game two? I don't know. Because now if it goes five, he can only pitch one game. Right. It's almost as if they're saving him for game five. Is there a day off in between? Because I didn't look at the schedule. Still, if you pitch game two, game five would be one day off, one, two, three, four days. Yeah. Did, you, don't want he, him to, you don't want him to pitch on an early day's rest. Did he pitch in that wild card? Is that why they did it? I was flying when when it happened. Yeah, that was that was uh, Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so I, I was flying that day, so I'm not sure. They, um, what, either way, Dave, Kershaw Dave should be pitching every night. He has a reason why. Yeah. Okay, but if I'm riding that horse, I want Kershaw out there as often as I can get him out there. I think you probably would too. Oh, I would too. I, every yeah. game, if I could. Yeah. yeah. Even but, even talking to you about like, managing like the guy last night. Yeah, he come back with three days rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the kid from Colorado. Yeah, pitched a wonderful game. He was great. He was great. Uh, and, then, and they'll ride him out as well, I think. Um, but even talking to you about managing, it seems like you miss it. You know so much about the game. It's well, astounding. I, follow it. I watch games every day. I watch two or three games every day, and 
And, uh, and I enjoy these athletes today. There's some really good players out there. And there's some really bad teams out there. Yeah. You know, how would you like to be manager of Baltimore? Oh, how would you like to be manager of Well, he got Kansas? fired. Buck Showalter yeah. got fired. How would you like to be manager of Kansas City? Yeah. How would you like to be manager of the Reds? Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, there's so many bad teams. I mean. Uh, Why is that? Why is there so many bad teams? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It feels that. like there's more than there has I been in years past. I think there was three teams that won over 100. And I think there's two teams that lost over 100. And another team lost 99. Right. So I don't think that's what the commissioner wants, is three teams that win over 100 and three teams that lose 100. Yeah, not at all. You'd rather have parity, because parity creates uh, good games. Yeah. And I feel like the NBA is in that as well, where there's three or four great teams and the and, rest and are just kind of there. And there's a lot of teams that play baseball. They tell me, what the hell happened to the Phillies the second half of the season? They were right up on uh, the, the league leaders at the All-Star. Oh, league. yeah. Yeah, they were they right up there with Atlanta. completely fell apart. That's a young team, too. Yeah. See, now, the Phillies did what a lot of people said Atlanta was going to do. But Atlanta didn't do it. No. You know, Atlanta had a couple of series against uh, against the Nationals and against the Phillies where they might have lost two or three, but then they come back and won two or three and right back on, uh, you know, right back on the streak. But every time, every time Atlanta would go into a little bit of a thing, Washington would go bad, too. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I thought and the Phillies were inconsistent the second the second half. I thought before the season started, if you would have asked me who was going to win that division, I would have said Washington. Washington. Sure, you would have. Yeah, what's what's wrong with Bryce Harper? Do you know? Uh, you look, you're well, the greatest hitter think, of all time. Think, what's think, your suggestion I, for him? One thing I think's wrong with him is uh, uh, he can't hit left-handers. You know, uh, he wants to he wants to hit a home run every time he bats. Right. And uh, I don't think Bryce is ever going to be a 300 hitter. He's, he's going to be a great run producer. Uh, but but there again, uh, I, you know, Soto had a great year for him as a rookie. Mm-hmm. And, and and Turner's a good young shortstop. Yeah. Zimmerman, you know, he got hurt this year, but he's a pretty good player too. Uh, you know, the little leadoff hitter was with the White Sox in the past. What's his name? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Little left-hand yeah. hitter, can yeah. run like the wind. Yeah, but uh, Bryce is—he's uh, got to—he's got to start just trying to get base hits and hit the ball hard somewhere. And I—I I don't know if he's going to end up in Washington or not. I don't think he stays. I don't—I don't know if they can afford him. To be honest with you, somebody's going to come in with a big number. Somebody came in. Why, uh, why can't at, Washington trade? Why can't Washington uh, afford him? And Philly can. They're—they're uh, they're claiming that it's a smaller market. And that's uh, the, the draw. If Since he was still there, they should be ma- making more money than they already are. Well, they get the TV, same TV rights, don't they? I, I believe so, but it's the, it's the fans that come into the stadium. So in Philly, you know the fans in Philly. Yeah. They come out. And they yeah. uh, like with Bryce Harper, they sell they out, out every single game. Philly yeah. fans come out when you win. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. Not many cities, with the exception of Boston, Cubs, Dodgers. Yankees come out when you lose. Yeah, St. Louis sells out. Every St. Louis game does. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. The right. Re- you're right. The rest of them. Yeah, I mean, you, you can know, show you up look on at game St. Louis day. Sells out every game. Yeah. Why don't Kansas City? Why don't the Reds? Why don't Milwaukee? Because some teams do it right. Some teams do it wrong. 
I think St. Louis is one of those franchises like Chicago and Boston where their fans are so knowledgeable and they're so diehard. It doesn't matter how good or bad their teams are going to be. They'll always and don't forget, they, sell out. They don't have a football team. They don't have a basketball team. No. they got a baseball team and a hockey team. Yeah. Because uh, the Rams most, left. Most of the other cities have three sports. Yeah. There's other ways to spend, spend your sports dollar. Yeah. St. Louis Cardinals, you only have 18,000 uh, fans to watch a hockey team. Right. <laughs> so do you, they put money into the baseball franchise. Yeah. And, you know, they they kind of went cold the last two weeks of the season, too. Yeah, they did. I mean, how long did one of my favorite players got hot as a firecracker the second half, then the last month he tapered off was Matt Carpenter. Yeah, my, was, Matt Carpenter was on fire. He he didn't lead the league in home runs. He was lead the whole time. I know. Who would ever expect Matt Carpenter would be a league leader in the National League in home runs? That's crazy. It's, it's crazy, Now, i got right? a question for you. The listeners can call in with, if you ever take in calls. Yeah, okay? we take calls all the time. Do you think the ball is juiced? No. I don't, and I'll tell you why. Give the, me a reason why it's not. The numbers are so low where you take, for me personally, you take somebody like Aaron Judge or Stanton, and that ballpark they're playing in, they should have a lot more home. Stanton, in particular, should have a lot more home runs if the ball was juiced. If it if it wasn't, it doesn't make any sense to me. And then you look at somebody like Chris Davis. I think Chris Davis, who just had the worst statistical yeah. batting average, yeah, in the history of Major League Baseball. Home runs. Yeah, it, it, when he was doing well and he signed that 160 million dollar deal. I felt it was juiced a couple years ago, and I, I felt that that helped his numbers, and he was cranking out well, home runs. Did you see the ball? Did you see the at-bat Bryce Harper had in New York when the bat broke in half? Yeah, and it, 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 it went over. Screen, yeah, yeah. The ball went out of the ballpark. Yeah. I saw a ball a couple months ago in Anaheim. Foul tip, foul, pop foul behind the dugout. Hit the cement, back, bouncing it to the second deck. <laughs> so you think it's used? I do. I, I, I think it's harder. And I'm not blaming the players on this. Sure. The players play with the balls they, they put out there before the game starts. Yeah. Okay? But everybody, I believe, playing today is a potential home run hitter. Yeah, look, I think it would help the league if it was juiced. Um, I think I think well, they never admit that because no. then they're then they're saying it's okay to take steroids. Yeah, but but I think if they look, if you say no steroids, but but you juice the ball and there's a lot more home runs, that brings a lot more people out to the ballpark. But when's the, when's the last time you ever thought uh, the statistic is this? I could be a couple hundred off one way or the other. There was forty thousand hits in baseball this year. Right. There was forty two hundred and forty strikeouts. I think all of them are Chris Davis, by the way. <laughs> but, but, but you think baseball really wants more strikeouts than no, hits? No, they don't. And at one time, going into August, they were 250 uh, ahead in strikeouts, and then the players had a good August. Yeah. Then they came back and had a bad September, a lot of strikeouts again. Right. 40,000 hits in baseball this year. Well, didn't they speed up the game? Wasn't that the big thing before the season started? Hey, let's speed up the game. Does that have any effect on the hitters? No. How's it going to have an effect on the hitters? Here's another thing. (laughs) Timing-wise. You're never going to speed up the game as long as you continue to have six minutes of commercials every inning. That's 54 minutes of commercials. How are you going to speed up the game when you allow these teams to bring up 40 guys in September? There was a couple games the last couple weeks 
there were over 22 pitchers pitching the games. Yeah. That slows down the game. Oh, yeah. Pit. So how are you going to speed up the game? You're not going to speed up the game unless you have more complete games or pitchers going more than six or four or five or six innings. Because every time you bring a new pitcher in from the bullpen, that slows the game down. Yeah. And there again, I'm not one of these guys in a big hurry. If you Listen, fans are fickle. I'll tell you why. You root for Atlanta, correct? Yep. Okay, if you go to a game tomorrow night and Atlanta has a two-hour game and they lose one to nothing, you're pissed on the way home. Oh, uh, You come back um, yes. the next day and they win 15 to 2 and it took four hours, you're happy on the way home. Yeah. Football used to start at 1 o'clock on Sunday, 4 o'clock the second game. Right. They're so long now, they started 4.30, Yeah. How long does it take to watch the Hawks play the last two minutes of a basketball game? Oh, my God. My, my wife complains about that. So why worst. is everybody in a hurry to go to a baseball game? <laughs> Everybody's in a hurry. Why do you want such a fast game? I think for television they want a fast game. If you're in, if you're sitting in the seats, well, and you, I you wouldn't if I'm in TV because you get more ads. Yeah, yeah, you get more commercials. But as, as a spectator sitting on the couch, I want to see a faster game. If I'm there at the, at the ballpark, you're right. I want to see a slower game. Chances are, I just paid a hundred dollars a ticket for me and my two kids and everybody else to come. And it's a you know it's a five hundred dollar day at the you ballpark. You know who loves rain delays in the long games? Who? Concessionaires. Oh yeah. Yeah, because everybody's buying an extra beer too. Yeah. Everybody's buying an extra hot dog. Or eight Mike. I get a kick chance. out of people always complain to me when I do speaking engagements around the country. They they complain about the price of tickets in baseball. It's the best bargain in sports. Baseball is okay, and they'll say, "Well, I, you know, I spent one hundred and fifty dollars on the family of four tickets, and and I spent another one hundred and fifty dollars on food." I said, "Well, did you ever stop to think maybe you eat before you go to the game?" Right. <laughs> Instead of going to the game to eat? I'm one of those people, though. I like the ballpark food. I love it. I, I come that, out for that's it. That's okay to do that, but don't complain about the prices. No, I, I look, I don't. I, I settle in, and I almost treat it like a mini vacation when I go to a game. Where you it's go to like, Hawk hey, games? Absolutely. Okay, what's it cost to go to a Hawk game? Uh, it's about 75 bucks a ticket. What's it cost to go to a Brave game? Um... Boy, I haven't been to that new stadium, but uh, it's not close to seventy-five bucks. Well, some friends of mine went. It depends. If you're sitting lower bowl, lower seats, you know, you're probably looking at one fifty. The Yankees tickets. I went to the Yankees game uh, a couple months back. That that I put out a second mortgage on my house. Well, our tickets at, at the uh, Diamond seats, which are right behind home plate in Cincinnati, right, are a dollar eighty a game. Yeah, yeah. But not everybody sits in the diamond seats. No, no. Because all the if you sit in the diamond seats, you don't spend a dime on concessions because they they feed you for nine hours. Plus, you left a buffet underneath for you come to the diamond seats. Yeah, yeah. So those people. The baseball teams lose money on them diamond seats, especially when them fat guys come in. Oh yeah, uh, the, the Dodgers do it in right field, where they have it, you know, set up where you can eat a certain amount and drink a certain amount, you know, whatever you want, peanuts. I remember dogs, one time stuff. we were playing at Crosby Field. And Shag Crawford, you remember that name of yeah. umpire? All right, I come. It's it's hot as hell. It's humid. Sanguine's catching for the Pirates. I come up to bat the second time up, and Shag's as white as a ghost. I'm just a kid, okay? And I looked at him. I said, Shag, you all right? He looked up and he says, Just swing the bat, kid. I said, Pardon me. He said, I don't give a shit if he rolls it up there. I'm calling strikes. <laughs> I said, Shag, what's the problem? He said, Sangan. He stinks, he's farting, he's belching, and it's all stand at home plate. Fastest game I ever played in. Our, our 45 minute game. Just swing it back, kid. I don't give a shit if he rolls it up there. <laughs> 
you've ever seen in my life. <laughs> he told he told all the the veteran players just swing the bat. Don't give a shit how I feel. This guy's farting. He stinks. He's belching. It's all staying right at home plate. Poor Shag. <laughs> Is there anybody like him umpiring anymore? Is there anybody uh, like that? You no, nah, I ain't been in around. Bruce Fromey was great. I mean, all those umpires were good. I mean, you know, umpires, are, they're victims of uh, society today. And what I mean by that is umpires are a big part of the game. Right. Okay? And they want to be. But they can't be. Like, I remember when I was a, you know, 10, 12-year veteran. I'm, I'm a star player at the time. And, and when Augie Donatelli and Al Barlick used to come into town to do a weekend series... And I got along good with him. I always go eat with him on a Sunday on the way to the ballpark at the hotel where they stayed. Now, can you imagine if I did that today and a, a, a close call came up and I got the benefit of the doubt from oh, the man. umpire? Yeah. What people would say? Yeah. Yeah. So they can't be as uh, as part of the game as they they like to be. Right. And, and and they do a pretty good job. I mean, I remember another time Jerry Crawford is umpiring at first base one night. And Riverfront Stadium was, was real close to first base. Right. I mean, if you got a close play from the dugout, Ray Charles could see it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's how close it was. Yeah, I've been to that stadium yeah, many times. And, You're right. And Paul O'Neill bitched about everything. He's the greatest. But he, he, he never had a strike called him. He was never out at first, never out at second. And I'm in second place this one time. And Paul's out by... You know, three feet, four feet, which is not close in baseball. You know, an inch is close in baseball. Yeah. And he's out there arguing with Jerry Crawford, and I don't need him kicked out of the game. I'm trying to win the division here. And I go out, and Tony Perez, my first base coach, I say, Tony, get him out of here. So I look at Jerry Crawford, I point at him. I say, Jerry, that was the best damn call I've ever seen in my life. But you know how this ass is. He bitches at everything. He says, I know. Now, you better get your ass out of here. I'm going to kick you out of the game. I said, that's exactly what I want you to do. So he kicked me out of the game. Okay. Really? Yeah. Now Paul's in the clubhouse after the game talking to Dave Parker. And he says, you know, Dave, he said, that's the way a manager is supposed to stick up for his player. (laughs) 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 He he read that in my book and he got pissed at me. (laughs) He thought I was taking up for him. Oh, man, that was, that, 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 Jerry Crawford started laughing, man. I thought oh, it was funny. I'd say another night we were playing in Cincinnati. Remember John McSherry? Yeah. He died at home plate on opening yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attack. Which is awful. And we're in a 14-15 inning game, and I'm playing first base. And as I said, you know, the line's real close to the stands, and John's hungry, man. You know, he's a big guy, and I know <laughs> he's, he's hungry. Huge. Oh, yeah, he's huge. <laughs> he's, he's, he's walking up and down, pacing back and forth, and all of a sudden this guy from the first row throws this goddamn hamburger out with him okay with mustard on it and relish on it and John started walking up looking at that thing he was whipping his chocks I said man it looks good doesn't it John <laughs> <laughs> I said hey John it's got relish on it too <laughs> he, was, he said get this goddamn game over man I'm hungry will you get this game over with next inning you got to go eat <laughs> boy was paying back and forth, walking back and forth, stepping over that hamburger. <laughs> if there had been nobody in the stands, you'd have picked that son of a bitch up, boy. Oh, my God. Oh, that was funny. 
Man, I don't feel like there's enough like stories in, in today's game like this anymore. Oh no, they don't. They, I the don't, fun doesn't seem there. Like they, it wasn't your they your days. Have more fun than I did, man. They're all millionaires. And, God bless them. Yeah, but uh, you, you know, don't pan in the dugout and everybody looks like their mom died the day before. Yeah, show some emotion. And it seems like guys who show emotion get criticized. I, you know, they I, get criticized. I, I hate it. I went through that when I came up. People despised the way I played. Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, you might disagree, but I played the way you're supposed to play. Everybody should play the way I did. You don't have to run the first on a base on balls, but you got to go out there and bust your ass for an hour and a half, two hours and a half. People paying good bucks to see you play. Yeah. Show some emotion. Have some fun. Go out there and play the game. I mean, it, what's so difficult about that? I don't understand. But I think that's why you're so beloved still today, where it's like, man, they miss players like you. Well, there's some players that play hard today. I mean, there's a lot of good, a lot of good. Players. Bryce Harper. I like watching Bryce Harper play. Yeah, he plays hard. I mean, he he went through a thing a couple years ago when Dusty got on his ass for not running the ball out. Yeah. But he learned. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the thing about mental mistakes in baseball. Physical mistakes are part of the game. But you can't have mental mistakes. If you make a mental mistake, make that mistake one time. Never again. Because mental mistakes are not part of the game. Right. Physically, you're always going to make errors. You're always going to strike out. You're always going to throw. But you're always not going to throw the wrong base. You get thrown at third to start the inning. Get thrown at second to start the inning. Those are things you don't do. Okay? And, and, and once you learn how to play the game, just play it consistently. You're yeah. going to win. Listen, you're going to lose 50. You're going to win 50. What are you going to do with the other 62? I I, uh, I enjoy watching him in Yasiel Puig. Uh, those guys seem like they're having they play a blast. Hard. Yasiel Puig, uh, but they, hard. they seem like they're having a blast and have yeah. some personality yeah. to them. Those guys I enjoy. I don't watching. even mind a guy that acts like he plays mad. Yeah, I I like a guy. I don't know how these guys today. A lot of them. I don't. I guess it's because of the hair triggers the umpires got. I mean, you see pitches, guys are called out on bad pitches, and they just turn around and walk away. I'd be kicking. I'd be getting kicked out of three out of five games. Yeah, easily. I mean, if a ball's out of the strike zone, a guy says strike three. Am I going to just smile and say, "Okay, I'll see you next time"? Yeah. I mean, you, you would have gotten they thrown don't out bitch a lot. The, they don't bitch today. The umpires' union is so strong. You know, most umpires have a hair trigger. Right. You can't say a darn thing to an umpire today. Your ass is gone. Your ass is gone. And you don't help the team at all. One one way a good player or even a mediocre player does not help the team, and that's being in the clubhouse yeah. when the game's going on. There was a story I wanted to ask you about. Uh, we talked about it when we were off air last time. Uh, you were talking about showering Joe, with D- Joe DiMaggio, and you, you had to pour water on him. <laughs> no, 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 no. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. Okay, I get a. Call. I've never laughed that hard in my no, life. No, I, I get a call in 1967. Guy identifies himself, State Department. He said, "I'm just a kid." He said, "Would you like to go to Vietnam?" I said, "Not necessarily. There's a war going on there." He said, "Well, Joe DiMaggio's going." I said, "I get to meet Joe DiMaggio?" He said, "Yeah, you get to live with him for 23 days." I said, sign me up. So I flew to San Francisco, met Joe, Jerry Coleman, you remember, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and Tony Canigliaro, and a guy who worked for the Yankees named Bob Fischel. The five of us went. Joe and I went south. They went north, and we ended up meeting them on the Intrepid in the Tonkin Bay that's docked right now in New York, over where the Trade Center used to be. 
and we're in the, in, down in the Mekong Delta, and it's hot as hell. You can't sleep. Boom, 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 mortars going off. Every fourth bullet out of the helicopter is a tracer. We're on a hill, a valley, another hill. There's a war going on. Yeah. Okay, and we're down there talking to these six or seven Americans that are advising the South Vietnamese how to fight. And we're the only Americans these guys would see other than the mailman for six months. And then walks Joe DiMaggio. And Joe says, I got to take a shower. I said, Joe, we're not downtown Saigon. We're in the middle of the damn jungle here. He said, I don't give a damn. I'm Joe DiMaggio. So the <laughs> only way you could take a shower is a guy had to get a bucket, me, get it filled up with water, me, get on a chair, me, pour it in this canvas thing, and pull the chain. And the guy underneath took a shower. I gave Joe DiMaggio a shower. <laughs> now, the best way to describe Joe DiMaggio is he was a penis with a man hanging from it. <laughs> <laughs> He's that huge. I don't know how he hit 56 in a row carrying that damn thing around. <laughs> <laughs> he was the greatest, so man. He was the greatest. Joe was the greatest. I mean, that's he how he was so humble, those guys. I mean, that's how he got Marilyn Monroe, though. Let's I'm face well, it, right? I, I feel sorry for her. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if I envied her or felt sorry for her. But they're both gone now. God rest their souls. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before I let you get out of here, yeah, could you imagine picks. Joe DiMaggio walking in and facing these guys who haven't seen anybody but the mailman? No. Hey, I'm Joe DiMaggio, no broken down ball player. You know, Joe Joe DiMaggio is one of the very very few guys I've ever met in my life. You're going to laugh at the other one. That when he walked into a room, it was like someone turned a spotlight on. That happened to me with Joe DiMaggio. And I'll tell you another guy it happened with. I met him uh, at a private room in a racetrack in Gulfstream Park. Okay. Bill Parcells. Really? He lit up the room when he walked in. He was dressed nice, nice sports coat. Yeah. He just lit up the goddamn room. There's only That's the only two guys I've ever seen. And I met seven presidents. Sure. But those two guys lit up the room when they walked in the room. Mine was Tom Cruise. When I saw I'm sure. when Tom Cruise walked into the room, I mean, the world stopped, and he was exactly what you hoped Tom Cruise yeah. would be and yeah. should be. Like he, yeah. he was that dude. Yeah. We were just like, oh man, and that—that's who I was. I in remember awe of. we went out on deck as the Intrepid. First of all, we got to sit in the pilots' meeting, who were going to Hanoi to bomb Hanoi. Right. Okay. So we go out on deck, and the the, the, the pilots are getting in their jets to take off. And Joe went out on deck, Joe DiMaggio, on his aircraft carrier, and he takes a piece of chalk, and in one of the bombs, he writes, fuck ho. <laughs> Ho Chi Minh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay? Yeah. And about an hour, two hours later, we're back, and the pilots got back, and the guy came up to Joe and said, hey, Joe, I got an ammunition dump with your bomb. <laughs> so the guy took that bomb that Joe wrote that on and got an ammunition uh, uh, a dump in uh, North Korea. Really? Or North North Vietnam? Yeah, yeah. North North Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, how did those? What, what were those kids? Did they light up when Joe DiMaggio walked oh in? Oh my God, he was so humble. I mean, just I seen he really got pissed one time. We were in Saigon, just very just a couple of days in Saigon, and we went into you know the war to face the the, the soldiers, and you know just Joe made them feel good. Okay, then we went into the, the Viet Cong ward. That's the opposition. Yeah. And don't ask me why, but the Viet Cong ward was air-conditioned, and ours wasn't. I never really? seen Joe get so mad when he walked in there and felt that air-conditioned. 
he started bitching to everybody to listen. Why are our soldiers in that hot barracks and these guys are in air conditioning? I don't get it. I don't understand it. He was pissed. He was really pissed. Did they do anything about it? I don't know. We left. We left. Yeah, you were gone, huh? And we got on this helicopter one time, and we were going to this town, Canto, I think it was. And we got a brigadier up in the driver's seat, okay? And um, they got machine guns, two on the back. And, of course, they got the gunship with the machine guns in it. And this helicopter is going about 130 knots at treetop level. You know, you go over a tree and just about, just miss the tree, and you keep going. And Joe said, man, this brigadier told this guy to give us a joy ride, okay? So we get to where we're going, and Joe says, he said, hey, brigadier, the general, he comes, hey, hey, general, he said, thanks for the joy ride. And the general said, what do you mean? He said, well, you guys were going so fast at treetop level. And the general said, Joe, he said, the reason we did that, because they can't shoot you out of the sky at treetop level. You're by them before they can get a shot off. If we're 2,000 feet up, they'll blow us out with a missile. <laughs> so we were doing it to save our lives, and Joe thinks he's got us on a, a joy ride. <laughs> Doesn't that make sense? How are you going to shoot somebody when they're 130 knots right on by you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Could you imagine shooting a, uh, sitting in Annapolis and trying to shoot a car coming down? No. No. What was his face like after they told him he that? Went, really? <laughs> <laughs> He thought the general told him, put him on a, put a scared the shit out of him. Yeah, they scared us out of it. Yeah, they scared us okay. That was, <laughs> that was a fun trip, and uh, I guess most guys my age would have been scared. But I always told myself it was good enough for Joe D. It was good enough for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's going to put himself in harm's way. Who in the hell am I? I'm just a two-year, three-year player. Yeah, well, not anymore. I you... went halfway around the world to meet Joe DiMaggio. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I think I would have, too. Yeah, I would <laughs> I signed up immediately. Yeah. Uh, before I let you get out of here, NFL picks this year. Uh, who, who, do you, who do you got for the Super Bowl? Uh, I'll, I'll tell you mine first, by the way. I started off with Steelers versus Falcons. Both of those teams are blown out of the water, and we're only in week four. Uh, my sexy teams, though, were, were Chiefs-Rams, and those are undefeated, and they look, they look lights like out so two. far. I, yeah. like the, I like the Chiefs, and I like the Rams. Yeah. Or, man, I like, I like Kansas City. That, that kid they got, that fast kid. Mahomes. Oh, he keeps well, covering, too. No, I, I, I mean, bet him all four weeks in a row. He keeps coming. He a punch back. Oh, uh, Tyreek Hill. Oh, my God. Yeah. He should be a sprinter in the Olympics. Yeah, he's on my fantasy football team. He's oh destroying my God. it. Amazing. Yeah, they're, 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 Mahomes looked good the other night. Yeah. First half, they kind of confused him a little bit. But Denver's got a good defense. Yeah. But the second half, he's got a gun. He's and, got a gun. And he covered. And he covered with about two yeah, you, know, you know what? Uh, that was the most yards in 10 years. For a guy throwing out of the pocket on the run, yeah, he looked like Favre to me. Almost 200 yards. Yeah, he looked he looked like Brett Favre to me, like like a he young puts Favre. it right on the hands. Yeah, and 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 Kelsey had a bad first half, and then he came back in the second yeah, half and tore seven it. or eight catches. But yeah, they're going to be good. They're going because they got a good defense. Yep, I know their secondary. They're they're Spotty. talking about their secondary. Well, Barry's but, out uh, for the Chiefs, so yeah. But Andy will find a way. Yeah, he'll find a way. But you know, you got to worry about you got to worry about Brady too. Yeah, Don't, because they're going to get healthy. That game, and they're, they're playing, they're playing the Thursday night game. Tomorrow, yeah, right? they're going to get healthy. They're going to get healthy. You know, the, the the new the Patriots always start off slow, yeah. and then Belichick goes to work, and they start filling in what they need. And as long as you got Tom Brady, he's not he's not forty. 
He's lying about his birth certificate. He's 30. Yeah, that He's guy. He's not 40. Jesus Christ. How does he do it? I, I think he can play two or three more years. So do I. You played in your 40s, though. Well, How did I, you do it? He, he, You know why he can play? Because he's got the attitude. He loves the game. He stays in shape. He loves his teammates. You know, and he's got a wife that makes 50 man a year. Yeah. So what's there not to like? He's fine. I, how do you avoid injury that long? Same with you. How do, I mean, he gets rid of the ball. Yeah. And he don't. He don't scramble. He don't run. He can't run. No, he can't. He can't run. He can't. Yeah. He's going to get sacked, but he's, he's a big guy. You I'm, know, I'm, I'm still surprised though. Like one, you know, one or two hits because it, you know. Well, it's usually hits on the lower part of the body. Yeah. You know, he's been pretty fortunate with knees and stuff like that. But, and I guess when you're you got them 290 pound defensive lineman hitting you every time that you don't want to come down on his shoulder right or collarbone that's what quarterbacks worry about yeah, yeah. but Brady I never seen a guy well I guess I have I guess Brett Favre was like that go up to the line of scrimmage and you know what defense you're in and you know what to call right he changes more calls at the line of scrimmage probably than any quarterback well, Peyton Manning, he can, Peyton yeah, Manning, Peyton Manning was up there too. He yeah. could read too. Yeah. Those guys just read defensive. They read who's open and why he's going to be open. Yeah. And they always throw it to the guy that's going to be open. Yeah. yeah I, let's see if uh, Chiefs Rams holds up. But uh, where, where can everybody find you, Pete? Um, uh, where, where are you signing out the rest of the year? Where are you going to be at? No, we, we go back and forth here in Vegas from MGM at the Art of Music store. Mm-hmm. Then we go next Monday, I'll be at. Mandalay Bay at the Art and Music Store. It's in the malls. I don't sign in the casinos. I do the malls. And we have Art and Music Store here. One, uh, We're in MGM right now. Right. Mandalay next week, and we got one at the Mirage. But I don't do the Mirage as often as I do the other uh, two facilities. Because we, we, we kind of chase the conventions. Sure. If there's a convention that the MGM will sign here. Right. If there's one in Mandalay, we'll go to Mandalay. And that's 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 how you that's how you sell the autographs. Sure. How, how many days out of the year would you say you're here for for the audience? Twenty days a month. Okay. Uh, so if you're in Vegas, uh, twenty days out of the month. Look, you got a three out of four shot that that Pete yeah, will be here. Yeah, PeteRose.com's got my schedule. On yeah, it. come yeah. come see Pete Rose. Uh, hell of a guy, hell of a man, and uh, again, one of the the most entertaining people well, of all time that we've ever had in sports. I feel. I got some stories. I'll be I'll be delivering those stories Friday night in Fort Myers, and Saturday night at the Villages in Florida, and Sunday night in Clearwater. Clearwater. Yeah, I'll be talking about Joe DiMaggio's penis. <laughs> <laughs> Come on out to Clearwater if you want to hear about Joe DiMaggio's penis. Pete Rose, thanks right, for being man, here. Take care of yourself. Appreciate it. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.